0: Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Venture Church podcast. Venture is a life-giving church located in Bluffton, South Carolina, led by Pastor Sean Olson. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Now, let's dive into the word with Pastor Sean and his message for this week. Well, welcome to Venture. We're glad you're here. My name's Sean Olson. I get the incredible privilege of being the lead pastor here at Venture uh, and I want to I want to personally thank you for choosing to be with us this morning. Uh, your first or second time guest, we're glad you chose to join us this morning. We have set the table. We hope you have fun. We hope you enjoy yourself, and that ultimately you feel loved and welcomed here. The last few weeks we've been in the series called Miracles. Wrapping it up today, we talked about uh, healing miracles. Uh, and, and, man, that was good. Still believing and praying for healing miracles. We talked about protection miracles, that hedge of protection. Mama prayed around you. You know what I'm saying? If you have that old Southern Bible-believing, beaten mama, she prayed that. Yeah, sometimes you believe in the Bible, and sometimes you beat people with the Bible. My mama did both. Um, <laughs> praying that hedge of protection around you. Uh, then last week, we talked about miracles through relationships. And let me just tell you again, if you you missed last week, your friends matter. Uh, they matter whether you're, you're 12 or, or you're, you're 52 or 72. Your friends matter because we all at some point will need a miracle and we'll need some friends to take us to the feet of Jesus. This morning, I'm going to wrap this series up with what I call probably the most needed and invisible miracle. I'm going to talk about the miracle of peace. You see, all the other miracles seem to happen Externally, I, you can see my healing. You can see the protection. If I had a miracle of provision, if I had a miracle through my friends, you, it would be visible. But then there's this miracle of peace that is internal. It's like the the duck on the water, if you will. Everything looks like it's good, and then underneath, they they doing this. And see, sometimes if we're honest, if you grew up in church, that's what church is like, right? You come in. How are you? I'm fine. Underneath, your heart's doing this. You know what I'm saying? How are you? I'm blessed. we laughing because it's true. That's why we're laughing. How was your week? Oh, it was wonderful. Like, your, your, your lips are saying wonderful. Your whole insides are doing this. Because inside, you've got no peace, while outside, you try to fake it till you make it. How was your week? It was good. It was good. We're like that. And there's a miracle that happens internally. That this becomes this. That the panic we feel, the overwhelmed and the anxious that we feel, turns into praise. All the earth will give Him praise. And my goal today is to wrap this series up talking about the miracle of peace, because I think it's one that sometimes we often overlook. I have two sons. Uh, I have Colin, who's my oldest, started fifth grade. I am not ready for a fifth grade graduation. Y'all, I'm going to be a boo-hoo and daddy in this place, y'all. My kids go to school right here. Uh, at Pritchardville, so I'm going to be somewhere in this room, like, ah! like, for real, y'all should start praying for me right now. Kindergarten graduation, of my youngest, almost broke me, for real, like, it was uh, all kinds of life crisis. I come home, and I'm looking at it, she's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, I graduated kindergarten, I don't know, like, what are we doing with our lives? You know, like, I can't imagine y'all, y'all should probably start fasting right now. So my oldest, uh, Colin, he would talk to a brick wall until it talked back to him, I am 100% serious. The word extrovert is probably an understatement for that kid. Uh, Then I have Jeremiah, my my youngest, who's seven. He kind of does his own thing in life. But about three years ago, they both wanted the one thing. One thing and one thing only. And when they unite their forces, they wear a daddy down, y'all. They wear a daddy down. So three years ago, they asked for a trampoline. That's all they asked for. They kept coming, and we moved. And I I took the lazy dad route. You know, we were moving from one house to another in town. We had the swing set, the whole wooden structure thing. It's like, I ain't moving that. I put that thing together. I am not not moving it. I'm not taking it apart. Somebody can have it. You can burn it down. I don't care. You can turn it into a memorial. I am not moving that thing. And then they turn on the tears. But what will we play with? (laughs) 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 dropkick you. I said, we'll get you a trampoline. So we get in the new house day one. Hey, dad, we're in the new house. When's the trampoline coming? (laughs) Slow your roll, dude. So one day I, 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 I swung by Walmart at lunch because I'm cheap. I wasn't going to places like Dick's Sporting Goods where you get the good ones. As long as it fits together and has springs, that's all that matters, right? So I went to Walmart I got, I got me a, a trampoline, I dropped it off the house. My rock star wife spent the rest of the day putting it together, cause putting it together a trampoline is not fun. So when I got home after work and it was 78% done, I was thrilled. So we finished putting it together and I have to run out the house to go to a wedding rehearsal. I was doing a wedding that weekend and I'm literally watching the boys jump on it for the first time. Let's see, we got a picture of it. This is their first time on the trampoline. If you know my kids, looking and see how small they are. Oh, they grow up so fast. Right? So there they are jumping on the trampoline. 30 minutes is all we got. I was at the wedding rehearsal for 30 minutes and my phone rings. And it was this one. You need to come home. Why? Now, my wife at this time was in nursing school. So you have to trust her medical whatever it is. Jeremiah just broke his collarbone. Now, I asked the question. How do you know? (laughs) Stupid, right? Stupid. How do you know? Because I can see it. Oh, oh, it's like that, is it? So then the next question, which seems irrelevant now, is, well, how did it happen? Now, this is still up for debate in our home. I don't know if he was encouraged by his older brother to get out of the trampoline, a.k.a. pushed out or bounced out or fell out. But somehow, he wound up outside of the trampoline with a broken collarbone. So I rush home, of course, and I pick him up, and I held him. Uh, I run in the house, and he gets in my arms. Look at that. That's the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I held him just like that, literally just like this, for six hours. Did not put him down. Uh, In fact, when they wanted to do the x ray, this is how we did the x ray. I held him away from myself, still in my arm. They put the blanket on me. I brought him back in, then they put the blanket on him and they did the x ray with him in my arms. He was not getting out of my arms for two reasons. One, he was my son, and he was hurting, and there was nothing in the world that was taking him out of my arms. That was the daddy perspective. Two, I was his source of strength. There was nothing in this world that was going to pry him out of my arms. You see, sometimes it's not what we walk through, it's whose arms we're in when we walk through it. Peace isn't found In the absence of struggle, it's found in the presence of him, in the presence of his arms. Now, y'all want to see the saddest picture ever? So two days later, we get back home finally after all this, and he's in that sling, and then he has to sit on the wall and watch everybody else play on the trampoline. Like, it doesn't get worse than that. You see? Y'all just sit there and look at that. It's like, oh. You see, in the midst of his hardest moment, Yeah, we can take the picture away so people don't look at me Watch jumping in front of my kid, look at him going, I'm jumping on your trampoline. Um, In the midst of the circumstance, his strength was found in my arms. See, often this is the problem. If I can get anything that you understand today, often we hope that peace will come through resolution or through a solution, meaning if I can solve the problem, then I will experience peace. If I can find a way out of the mess, then I'll have peace. But his circumstances that night never changed. He had a broken collarbone at the beginning and a broken collarbone at the end of the night. But in the middle was daddy's arms sometimes we're spending all of our effort looking for the solution when we should looking for Him. We should be running into His arms instead. We're like, when I... This is what we're used to praying for. When I find my solution, then I'll experience peace. But that's not peace. That's a solution. That's a problem solved. That's not peace. Peace is unexplainable. That's what Philippians says, Philippians 4, 7. Then you will experience... God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand, which means we can't comprehend it, which means it's this miraculous peace that we cannot wrap our mind around. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ, which means this, it's possible to have peace in situations that aren't peaceful. It's possible to have peace when the circumstances around me are chaotic. It's possible for me to have peace when everything around me seems uncertain. When it seems like my life is going in every direction other than where I would like it to go. It's possible for me to have peace and not solve my problem. See, that's the essence of the miracle of peace, it surpasses all understanding. I watched uh, my previous pastor's wife, Sherry Tuttle, Pastor Charlie, if you were here a number of months ago, he came and he shared with us. I watched as his wife fought cancer for 10 years. Um, it, it was a, a brutal battle, uh, but let me tell you, uh, the last time we were in Texas, I had the honor Of sitting down and having a meal with her and she comes up and she pulls up the chair and she's all smiles and she's hugging Angela's neck it's like how are you guys like tea for time how are you you've been fighting cancer for 10 years she's like oh I'm great how are you tell me about ministry and she just had this this peace that we would stand on the outside and look and go I don't understand how you could do that because it's a miracle. It's the miracle of peace that's only found in his presence. See, sometimes we pray away the miracle of peace because we want to solve it away with a problem-solving process. See, we have to find his peace. I watched her struggle but yet have this incredible peace. You see, we would stand on the outside... um, and as she passed away, we would say, well, she, she didn't get the miracle she was, she was looking for. And I would say, I saw evidence of a miracle in that woman. I saw evidence of the miracle of peace. And while you may not see the resolution or the solution externally you're hoping for, you can experience the miracle of peace internally. And it's a, it's a miracle. It it's holds you steady when everything else around you is going crazy. There's two places I see that we need the miracle of peace. The first is in our heart. It says in Philippians 4:7, the scripture we just read, His peace will guard our heart, which tells me a couple of things. We should probably be guarding our heart. It must be important if we need to guard it. We don't guard things that aren't important, right? Like, well, like, that's not important. I know, put a guard around it. No, we guard That which is important, which tells me my heart must be important. Proverbs 4.23 says it like this. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Let me tell you like this. Where your heart goes, you go. Where your heart goes, you go. I mean, if you're just a couple of years older in life, you you can think back to those first romantic relationships you had. Oh, I'm going to be with them forever. Forever. Three days later, (laughs) three days later, what happened to that relationship? you were going to like with them forever. You had 13 kids already. Like you had a retirement plan. They broke my heart. It was, it was three days. You didn't even know their last name. Where the heart goes, you go. Where your heart goes, you go, which means this. If we lose the guard of our heart, which is the peace of Christ, we are easily destroyed. We are easily destroyed. You ever seen people that like, how's life? I didn't understand anything you just said. Are you okay? No, like everything's going wrong. I've lost the peace that guards my heart, so my feelings are leading me into Debbie Downer. Right? What happened? I'm not guarding. I'm not guarding my heart, how then do I guard my heart with the miracle of peace? But for some of us, our past hurts and hang-ups keep us from peace. We're focused on what happened rather than whose arms we're in. Did, I mean, Jeremiah, he experienced a real injury. It was for real. And I don't do well with medical stuff. Like if my kids vomit, they're like, hey, your mom's a nurse. She's not home. Jen's a nurse, and she's next door. All right? Like literally, you laugh. That is I'm I'm being transparent here. Don't judge me, okay? For for real, 100% honesty, right before the the grand opening of this church, I'm talking like a week or two before, Colin comes bolting downstairs, full-blown, I'm choking. Most parents in that moment panic and respond. I panicked and opened the front door because Mommy was outside. Like, you look at me like, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. I saw him coming. I was like, she's out there? (laughs) Angela, he's coming? She's out there, <laughs> like 100%, right? He had a real injury. The validity of his injury isn't what's in question. The question is whose arms is he in when he had the injury and he was found in daddy's arms. Some of us, we have real hurts and hang-ups that have happened in our past. We allowed it to take us out of the strength that we need. We, instead of being in his arms, we try to walk it alone. We try to navigate it alone and that broken relationship left us without peace. The unmet expectations robbed us of our guard. Listen, we've all had that. We thought things were going to turn out like this. Instead, they turned out like this. And now we find our guard down, which is our peace. We don't have any peace. We wind up having panic and not peace. Because it didn't turn out like we thought the disappointment in life crept in. You had a dream that turned into disappointment and not a dream. And now you find yourself doing the best you can to manage the symptoms rather than seeking the solution. I just manage the symptoms. This is what we do. We manage the symptoms instead of seeking the solution, which is peace. So we manage our pain of a troubled heart. We manage our pain of a broken heart. And some of us, it goes years back. Years, some of us days, some of us weeks, but we manage the pain of a broken heart rather than peace, but Isaiah 54:10 says this, "For the mountains may move, and the hills may disappear. But even then, my faithful love for you will remain my covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Let me tell you, the world around you may come crumbling down in front of you. Everything you thought you had may fall apart. The one thing you thought you could count on may vanish. The security you held so tight to may one day be gone. But his love lasts forever. His love remains in the midst Of the struggle. You see, what we approach sometimes is high-level problem solving. All right, I got this. If I could figure it all out, then I will have peace. You're not seeking peace. You're seeking a solution. Why? Because of this. If you solve all of your problems today, you'll have a new one tomorrow. Uh, That's just true. You know why? Because you have kids. <laughs> you know, like, like, Because you have a life. Because you're breathing air. Because we live in a broken world. Because you drive a car that will have a nail in the tire. Like, you, you, you're going to have a problem. So if you solved every problem you could today, and you laid your head on bed and you looked up at the ceiling at night and said, Wow, I don't have any problems. When you wake up the next morning and you look back at the ceiling, there's going to be a hole in it. Like, wow, I have a problem. See, it's not about our capacity to solve problems. It's whose arms are we in when we have problems. You can solve them all and there will still somehow be more. It says in John 14, 27, it says, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift. Now, I don't know about you, But gifts are kind of like my kid's love language, every kid's love language. I got you something. Ooh, did you? Yes. Gifts, because there's something special and significant about a gift. First of all, it means the giver knows the receiver, and he knows you. And this is so important. He knows your story, he knows your history. He knows your hurts, and He knows your hang-ups. So when He gives you a peace, He knows all of that and knows the measure of peace in which you need. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Don't be troubled or afraid. Sometimes we leave the gift under the tree wrapped up instead of using it. It's like like your kids, you buy them that nice gift. It comes in the big box. Next day, the gift is on the floor. They're playing with the box. What? I would have gone to U-Haul and got you a moving box if I knew that's how it's going to work out. We do it to God. We leave the gift in the corner, and we play with the package called the church. We play with the package. We play with the wrapping paper. We play with the box instead of grabbing onto the gift. He says, I have, a, I have a gift for you, so don't be troubled. But then he says this, don't be afraid. See, the second place we need peace is in our mind. It says, if you go back to the scripture, Philippians 4, 7, it says, guard your heart and your mind. Guard your heart and your mind. And I think if, if we were going to be honest, the two places that we struggle not having peace comes in our feelings and our thoughts. It says, guard your heart and your mind. Don't be afraid you see the miracle of peace not only guards our heart and feelings it protects our minds and thoughts isaiah 26 3 says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you see this is what we do i talked about this a few weeks ago we allow worry to steal our worship but we allow panic to steal our peace We allow worry to steal our worship, and then something happens, and we panic. And and, and men and dads, let me talk to you, we're we're, we're chief panickers. Why? We feel the responsibility of making it all make sense. We feel the responsibility of being in charge of it all. So while everything else seems cool, and we do this. This is what dads do. Women, like, how are you? Dad's like, how are you? We're like animals. We have nonverbal communication. And we know what the head bod means. It's not like it doesn't mean anything like, oh. (laughs) We just had a whole conversation. We've done. We're done. Women are like, let's have coffee for three hours. Guys, let's. Got you, dude. You know, like, that, that, that's men conversation versus women conversation, marriage conference right there, right? The problem is then we try to bring our nonverbal conversation to our wives. She's like, don't you head bob me, but we will cut that head off. We about to have a sit-down coffee. <laughs> Y'all didn't know you came for marriage classes. I didn't know I was going to give one. <laughs> right? But see, dads, we feel the weight of control. Let me tell you, whatever you feel like you control, you feel like you're responsible for If you feel like you're responsible for it, you own it. The problem is we own some things that we probably shouldn't. We need to release some things to the throne room of heaven because that's when we find peace. When it's out of my control, I can now step into his peace. All whose thoughts are fixed on, on you. Peace isn't found in your solutions. The miracle of peace is only found in the miracle working hands of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus. Your thoughts are just as important as your feelings. Where your thoughts go, your lives go. Listen, that's why setting goals is important. Where your thoughts goes, your life goes. Right? So, you're, you, so if you're not taking your thoughts captive, listen to this, they're taking you captive. If you're not taking them captive, they're taking you captive. And this is what happens. We drop into panic because we haven't taken our thoughts captive, made them obedient to Jesus, which is where our peace is found. And we wind up living the overwhelmed, stressed out, depressed, anxious life. Then we walk into church on Sunday morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Really good. Really good. Just keep it afloat. Keep it, we got 60 minutes. They have a short church service. That's why we come here. Keep it afloat. Keep it afloat. If we can just make it to the parking lot to get in the car, then we... We'll fight the whole way to church and the whole way home from church. It's quiet now. See, I, I'm, I'm an old school church, dude. I know about that life. Mama be slapping me in the leg all the way to church, all the way, just like this. My mama had that rear seat slapped down so good, she had laser beam accuracy, right to the top of the thigh, man. I walk in, she'd be like, you better not show anybody. I'm like, I'm sorry, mama. And we walk through the front doors of the church. How are you guys? We're wonderful. I was like, wonderful? <laughs> Who are you wonderful, woman? Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I shouldn't tell that story. I love you very much. Don't slap me in the leg. All right? Right? We'll just keep it afloat. Keeping it afloat is not peace. You don't have to keep it afloat. He's got to hold you while you're hurting. That's peace. Jeremiah found his strength in my arms. The miracle of peace. Let's read the whole scripture again. Philippians 4 six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, listen, if we're going to be for real, we could stop reading right there and try to live out that phrase the rest of our life and struggle through it. Don't be anxious about anything. I bet in every conversation I can look at you and be like, don't be anxious about anything. Like, oh, he got me again. (laughs) He got me again. Don't be anxious about anything, about anything, but in every situation, every situation. So your situation you're in right now, that, that's applicable to this scripture by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. See, we we don't read the Bible sometimes to, to to understand it. We read it as a check mark, like I did my to-do list today. I read my Bible, but he's giving us the key to peace here. He's unlocking it for us by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and here it comes, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. You don't have to live this anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed, depressed life the miracle of peace is available to you. It's it's written to give us encouragement. Meaning this, in every situation, he says, whatever your situation is, wherever your story is, your story's not over, by the way. So whatever chapter you're in, he's still pinning. That's why he's called the author and finisher of your faith because he's still writing your story. So whatever situation you're in, You can have the miracle of peace. Say, well, you don't know my story. No, but I know the author. And he says, in the situation you're in right now, you can have peace. See, your past isn't in charge of your peace, and your problems aren't larger than his peace. The real question, if you're going to boil it down to one question, comes down to this Do you want control? or do you want peace? Rarely can you have both. Just being honest. I'm being as honest as I can this morning. When we seek control, it comes at the expense of our peace. When we take on to peace, it comes at the expense of us being in control. You cannot have both control and peace. So the question is this, what do you want? Are you willing to sacrifice control to have the miracle of peace? You see that night, Jeremiah stayed in my arms. And and listen, me and that kid are inseparable most days. I love my boys. Being a dad is one of the highest honors of my life, right? He came in this morning. You have to understand, my boys, they sweat, a lot. They are like true boys. When they play, they play hard. Come on, go hard in the paint. Like, it's found in the church. Those kids go hard. So they're outside playing before church while we're all setting up. I'm having a conversation. That kid runs and just jumps on me. Now, I'm in a conversation, so I do the polite thing. I'm like, go away, go away. I'll talk to you in a second. Then I realize my back has a nice sweat line all the way down it. Me and that boy are inseparable. Probably started the night I held him for six hours. Sometimes we become separable with God because we don't let him hold us in our time of need. Because in our biggest problems, we run away from him rather than towards him. We don't come with prayer and petition and thanksgiving. We come with anger and worry and blaming. And each has its own recourse. See, if we want to be in control, it comes at the expense of our peace. If we'll allow him to be in control, we get his peace. If we want to be in control, listen, this is is simply how it works. If we want to be in control, then you are accepting the responsibility for the outcome. The outcome is only limited by your power. That's how it works. So as long as you're in control, you are the top level of peace. See, that night Jeremiah recognized... Any room I took him in was going to be safe because he was in my arms. So while there was fear about the x-ray machine, I was willing to hold him. While there's fear about your current situation and your current circumstances, he's still willing to hold you. And he who holds the world still holds you. He's got it. There's peace that passes all understanding. the band comes forward, I just want to ask you, though, the miracle is only possible. In the loving arms of Jesus, that picture of me holding Jeremiah is one of my favorite pictures that I have. It is funny as I asked Angela last night to make sure the, the team had them. This morning, uh, I was reviewing my notes, and, and and I look over and she's watching something and I can't see the screen. And you know, like. I just assume the same thing you would assume. Like, what are you watching on Facebook? Because that's pretty much what consumes most of our lives these days, is random, meaningless videos on Facebook. Let's just call it like it is. Right? So what are you watching? And she turns the phone to me. And it was our two very young boys prepping for one of the church's Christmas programs. And instantly, my heart turned to them. And then we went from that to the picture of me holding Jeremiah. And you know what it is. No matter how old they get their bumps and bruises, they can always come to daddy. Now, if it's real blood, they go to mommy. All right, let's get that out of the way right now. Right now, right now, okay? I'll do that. Because I... I am the source of the strength in the time of need. As we get older, we grow independent of anyone. I don't need anyone. People need me now. So I don't need anyone. I'm in charge of it all. I've got to hold it all together. And in the midst of trying to hold it all together, if we're honest, we lose it all. We lose it all. That's why suicide's at an all-time high. Breaks my heart. Because we forgot the miracle of peace. That no matter what you walk through, the lowest depths, the hardest road, you may not find the solution and the outcome you're looking for but you can walk through it with incredible peace. But it's only possible in the arms of Jesus. That's why it says, He is our Lord and Savior. If you do me a favor and bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to give you the opportunity. This isn't a religious thing. You're not bowing your head and closing your eyes because of of religion, You're doing it because you may be ADD like me and this room is distracting for you. You walked in this room a little bit like that duck. I'm fine underneath the water, man. It's not fine. It's panic. It's worry. It's overwhelmed. And you need a miracle this morning. You need the miracle of peace that passes all understanding. I want to tell you it only is possible in an authentic relationship with Jesus. Notice I didn't say a religion. I didn't say a church. I said a relationship with Jesus. So you may have gone to church your whole life, but you don't have a relationship. You may have been here every week since we opened, but do you have a relationship with God? That's my question. You need the miracle of peace. You need a relationship with God. I promise I give you my word. I will not embarrass you. There's no one looking around. If that's you right now, you want me to pray with you. All I'm going to ask is raise your hand and look at me. Yeah, I need that right now. Thank you. Anybody else? Come on, raise your hand real high so I can see you. Thank you. Come on, I need that miracle this morning. The miracle of peace comes in a relationship with God. Anyone else? You can put your hands down if you raised it. Go ahead. Just want to miss anybody. Yeah, I need that. I need that in my life. All right, I'm going to ask all of my friends, everyone here, if you just repeat this prayer after me, say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me, for offering me peace. Today, I accept you as Savior, and I make you my lord today I need a miracle the miracle of peace in your name amen amen thank you so much for joining us if you enjoyed today's message take a second and share it with your friends here at Venture we believe in the power of being connected with a local church body so whether that's with us at Venture or another local church near you we encourage you to get plugged in We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening to the Venture Church Podcast.